recorded live. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I am Rosalind, your host here at Rosalind's Corner. And, of course, we always have a great, interesting show. Hey, look, first of all, I hope everyone has had a great day, a great week. Hey, today is Wednesday, hump day, y'all, okay? Only got a couple of days before the weekend. All right, well, tonight, as always, you know, we like to, you know, pump it up a little bit, talk about T25CL, all the endeavors and all that we're doing here. We're going to continue to, you know, bring some surprising uh, uh, things to the, to the forefront um, and just, you know, get things going. I know that uh, a lot of us um, have so many things going on in our lives and, you know, we want to make music and want to do so much within, you know, our own world, our own lives. But you know what? Hey, when we come together here at the T25CL family, you know what? We just bring it on, bring it on to the table, okay? Um, and we're looking to do some more things, you know, concerts. Or we're looking to do um, some events uh, pretty soon that we're having with, uh, you know, uh, our guest, uh, new family. He's not a guest. He's a new family, uh, Kevin Ford. Uh, and we're getting ready to form a new uh, entity, and we're going to bring it to you soon, soon, soon. Uh, we'll let everybody know. We're going to let it be a surprise, okay? But uh, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. You're going to really, really like it, you know? Uh, and then we're going to also, you know, start televising, well, videotaping. So not only do you hear, but you can see, okay? All right. Well, you know what? Here at T25CL, we always want you to come on, join us on our shows. Go to www.T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. Join me here. I am your hostess with the mostest. I am Roslyn. Okay, but we also have other great shows. Monday, we have Compton Politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Of course, Tuesday, we have Miss Beautiful Barbara McGee with her co-host, Rodney Best. We want to welcome him back. Okay, he's back into the fold. You know, we had to take a little hiatus, but we're glad to have him back. Then, of course, on Thursdays, we have Dr. Nanano Quaco, Corey Jeffries with Soul Vibrations. Man, we're bringing it on, bringing it on, bringing new stuff to the table. And listen, call in. You know, you got some views, some comments, something you want to share with us, let us know. Or even go to our website at www.t25cl and go to one of our shows. Put some comments in those boxes, okay? So we know what's going on outside. We don't know everything. We know a lot, but we don't know everything. All right, people, bring it to the table. All right, all right. Well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go over some things that we went over when we had two of our family members go on a long worldwide journey, okay? And they took a trip all the way to Cambodia, and I'm telling you, they came back with some interesting information that we as individuals, not only just, you know, you know, black folks, but, you know, Caucasian white people, our brothers and sisters uh, need to know what's going on, okay? We need to know some history up in here. So much that we have been taught but misinformed. Uh, so much that we have been uh, shown but have still been blinded to. Um, so what we want to do is we're going to bring this to like a, an open panel discussion because my two sisters here, I mean, they're off the chain when you talk about historians, okay? And when you talk about Cambodia, when you talk about Vietnam, when you talk about the war, 
when you talk about the Khmer Rouge, which means red Cambodian, when you talk about the leadership and all that took place, the genocide, the killing of millions of people, how America was involved in all the midst of all this. And then on top of that, the influence that or the, the affluence of the Africans within Cambodia and what all has transpired from then to now, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to welcome to the corner. I know we have uh, Alex. Are you there? Uh, yes. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. Good evening. I'm doing fantabulous, fantabulous. Good to hear your voice. And I know uh, we have a... Uh, uh, my sister Lisa on there, too? I'm here, oh, yes. All right. Very good. Very good. Great to hear your voice. All right. So it's going to be on a cracking night, y'all. It is, because I've got another guest on the line. And give us your name. Where you calling in from? This must be Joe. Joe West is woke. Joe, the West is woke. Hey, now. Hey, now. So now, listen, everybody. I know everybody, uh, well, yeah, I think we basically all of us are within that age range where we had family members always known of the Vietnam War and all that transpired in Cambodia. Now, what I want you and, and uh, Lisa to share, and then even with you, know, Joe Knowledge, because you have uh, deep, deep knowledge of the history, the rich history of Africans and the, you know, it's not only in Africa, but it's, it's broadened all the way to Southeast Asia, to Cambodia, to Vietnam, to these cities where Africans, specifically Nigerians, have um, 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 taken up residence in these countries. So now, um, Alice, I want you to give us, you know, start off. First of all, tell us what made you want to take that trip to Cambodia. Well, um, it it actually happened like early last year. I was sleepless, and I was up uh, watching this documentary from a a brother who had uh, taken the trip to Cambodia, and he was um, recounting his trip and really showing pictures on the walls of the temple that depicted the middle passage of our people before it even occurred, right? So I was so amazed by this documentary, and I never even knew that black folks even existed in this part of Asia. So I was so intrigued by the documentary, I said, you know what, I got to go there. That was one reason. The other reason was if these temples are one of the seven wonders of the world, so it was part of my bucket list to take this trip there. So I just made my plan put my little duckies together and um, made it my business to take that trip there because I had to go see it with my own eyes because I couldn't believe that black folks had their imprint of history on these temples that were built in the 10th, 11th, and 12th century. And the, the engineering that went into building these temples, I mean, it was phenomenal to lay my eyes on it. It, it was phenomenal and heartbreaking at the same time. Wow. Now, why heartbreaking? Why do you say heartbreaking? Because, you know, with the present environment that we live in from past up until present, it's like, you know, so much effort has been made to erase our history, our greatness. And, you know, it's like my, my thought is that if one doesn't understand their past, 
how can you move forward, right? So um, looking at this, you know, it gave me um, it gave me a sense of pride to know that you know we were we are the original people. We were ones that really contributed to the development of society as we know it now. But the sad and heartbreaking part is that we don't get credit for it. You know what I mean? So um, and looking at this. Uh, these temples and looking at the, the the carvings in the wall, it showed me the struggle that we've been um, experiencing for millennia. Ever since the, ever since we, you know, we started out, it shows uh, wars on top of wars, and it shows how we as a people kind of really um, had to, you know, battle pretty much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're gonna go, yeah we're gonna go into that too. Because we're going to talk about um, when Africans had, had um, you know, took a residence in Cambodia and then the, the Americans, you know, the war that had taken place there. But I want to go to Lisa. Lisa, what was your experience of going in and what made you want to go too? Well, pretty much to piggyback off of everything Alex said, I was very intrigued and it was on my bucket list as one of the seven wonders of the world. So I had to go over there and lay my eyes on those temples because I knew that I'd find my likeness and my people's likeness all over those walls and everywhere. And it kind of just reaffirmed that, you know, black people, we're not only just in Africa, we've inhabited every corner of this world. But um, the way history has been told, of course, the victors always tell their story. So it's kind of, you know, amazing to see the truth written on those stones and to learn the history of how these people kind of foretold or kind of knew that this was going to happen, so they wanted to etch it in all the walls and in stone in a lot of those temples to kind of forewarn people or to, I guess, leave a, a trail to let us know what was going to happen that, and what indeed did happen. So it was, you know, humbling, and it was um, a great experience to go see that. Mm-hmm. Now, let me go to Joe Knowledge. Now, Joe Knowledge, I know you know a lot about the temples, about everything that is written in stone. So give us, you know, your take on what you know about Cambodia and about the, the, the Far East. Well, I could tell you this. There's a million statues everywhere. They say if you look hard enough, you'll find one that looks just like you. I found mine in Cambodia. Got the lifts, everything. <laughs> I found mine in Cambodia. It's it's mm-hmm. a big old head statue out there. Um, well, all of my, I didn't start off studying um, African history. I started off studying world history. But all trails led back to what was written in stone. I don't care what direction I went in, I ended back what was written on stone. And yes, there is a global conspiracy to erase the indigenous people of this planet history and roles we play on uh, on this world. See, a lot of people don't realize that most of us think we've only been a slave for 400 years. Well, I have news for you. We've been enslaved almost 3,000 years. But we've been handed over plates of food. Before the last 400 years, we was in a 900-year slavery with the Arabs. Before that, we, the Persians, the Greeks, I mean, the, uh, the, uh, 
Yeah, the Persians, the Greeks. I mean, everybody had a hand on us. We literally been in slavery for almost seven, three thousand years. This is the first time ever that we can actually claim a nationality and become a flesh and blood human being again. This is the first time we can actually call ourselves free. But most of us are dead slaves, so you know, you know, that's the difference between a natural born citizen and being uh, part of the U.S. corporation. You know, that's a whole other show. But yes. Um, it was a black planet once upon a time. And, yes, our history actually goes beyond Ethiopia. But I tell people, mm-hmm. uh, go. Hey, what's older, the writings on stone or the writings on paper? The writings on stone, so I'm a stoner. So y'all was talking about what y'all seen on those stones and this and that. That is an eye-opener. For years and years I heard people say, wake up, black man, wake up, black man. I'm like, wake up to what? What are you talking about? I'm woke. But what they really mean is wake up to your ancestral history and the truth will set you free. By default, mm. by putting on the glasses they live, it's like putting on the glasses they live because now you can see everything. Everything is symbology. You know, everything is, is symbol-driven. Even every word we use in commerce dates back to an ancient comedic word, a principle, something that, that represents something. You know, we, we man, we, 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 we also had flying vehicles back then. We had wireless electricity. They knew how to use mercury. Mercury creates levitation when you heat it up. So they knew how to mm-hmm. make the mercury spin to create, to, to create a motion, which make the liquid create levitation. So that's how they was able to get up aerial and place those pyramids, even though they're in Cambodia, Easter Island, uh, North America, wherever they at, they all line up precisely with each other. It's a star chart on the ground. As above is below. A night a fourteen year old uh, uh in South America, he said, Well, if all the pyramids line up with the stars, shouldn't it be a pyramid over here? Right there? And they went and looked and for sure it was a pyramid. And he won a Nobel Peace Prize. Um and we left that was an energy grid. Um yes, they knew that we were going to lose our 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 uh, memory. Because see you know why Things happen like a season. You know, we know the the, the 12 uh, months of the earth. It's 28 to 31 days in each month, and it takes, mm-hmm. you know, 12 months to make a cycle. And we can make mm-hmm. predictions, but they're not really predictions because it happens every year. We know when spring's coming. We know when winter's coming. We know what month the uh, bears are going to hibernate. We know what month the, the salmon's going to swim up river. Are these predictions, or this just happens every year? Well, they have a calendar for the earth, but they also have a calendar for the sun. And the sun has 30, 2,100 to 2,600 years in each month for the sun, but only it affects things on a bigger level, a macro level. It affects us down here. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize mm-hmm. it, but Europeans come through like seasons. They come and they go. They was here during the Nanothal period. Then they disappeared. Then they came back out of the caves with another period. Now they own their way back out the door. They only have 100 years left to walk around on top soil. This is already written in the Star Trek. They said this is the golden age. We're going back into an age where if you cannot turn golden, you've got to say bye-bye or go underground to the, one of these high-tech caves we call bunkers. I tell people, you don't have to be mad at nobody. They got their own issues, and they're trying to stay on the planet. They got their own issues. Europeans are at a minus birth rate, and nobody's killing them at, at, at large numbers. I don't look at these people as the bees, the devil, none of that. They're just people, and they're outsmarting us in a game we call world chess. Do I hate anybody that beats me in chess or checkers or dominoes? No. I study the game. I practice it, and I get better till I can beat them back. You know, well, that's all it is. Yeah. 
But let's, let me let me stop you there because you know you you, you hit a, a key point there because you think about when we the, the life is a game of chess uh, and 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 you think about it you're not mad at your opponent you need to study your opponent your opponent you need to study those moves so that you know how to either overtake them or get around them so can you say that you know as as people as people of color that we have still yet to acquire the knowledge of the game. Joe? Yes, correct. Well, well somebody exactly. was saying something. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. But I think that we, as people, we, we still need to uh, get our heads in the game and understand what's going on in this world. Just like with Alex and Lisa when they took that trip, right? Um, and they learned a lot about Cambodia. I mean, about even about um, you know the Vietnamese War, the war in Vietnam. Because I remember, I remember distinctly, you know, um, dating me. I ain't gonna tell you how old I am, but I remember, you know, uh, friends going to the Vietnam War. I remember uh, a, a, a young man who was uh, one of my best friends. Her, you know, they were engaged to be married. He came back in a body a body bag, in in parts. Okay, so it was rough. It was rough over there. You think about on 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 April thirtieth in nineteen seventy five, the last American helicopters beat uh, and 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 enigmas. I mean, they retreated from the Saigon as the tanks of North North Vietnamese armies had come into the capital, capital and defeated South Vietnam. First of all, we shouldn't have been there. But that's another story. That's a whole other uh, show within itself. But the victory of the U.S. military is remembered every year in Vietnam, Vietnam as, as, as a triumph over foreign aggression in a war of national liberalism, okay? So, but less celebrated is um, Vietnam's quiet retreat from his own deeply unpopulated region war, foreign war, that ended, you know, years ago, you know, and they celebrated on in September, a war where Vietnamese troops sent as saviors, but soon seen as invaders, paid a steep price in life and limbs during a grueling decade-long guerrilla conflict. And I remember when uh, Alex was coming and came back, her and Lisa came back and told and told us about how there are still people walking around with missing limbs. That's crazy. And even still, there's a celebration. And Alex, I want you to share on that too, because you think about that. I mean, you think about the Vietnamese War and the Vietnam War and the how the landmines are still there. Share with us on that, how, you know, you were, you were uh, informed by uh, some of the, the people there, the natives there. Yeah. Well, um, we, we, the guy that drove us around while we were in Cambodia, he is a member of the LAP party, which is, uh, uh, I think it's called the Leap for Democracy Party. And um, he, that party is... Um, their whole goal is to educate the Cambodian people about their history because one of the things that he said is that the Cambodian people, <clears throat> um, which uh, many of them look like us, they're, they're black people, 
black people. That's what I'm telling you. 90% of the people that we met there are black people, okay? So these Cambodian people have been so, uh, uh, I guess, um, mentally just kind of uh, dumbed down that they um, they believe they believe they don't know who they really are, right? So the the dominant power right now in Cambodia are the Vietnamese. So that was a as a result of what happened in Vietnam during that Vietnam War. The Vietnam the, the Vietnamese, the Chinese, and the Koreans uh, had a plan to invade Cambodia and pretty much um, uh, uh, eliminate all the dark-skinned people of Cambodia. So what they did was they convinced the Cambodian king to um, come along with them. He did not know that their, their, their original intent. He thought that they were trying to help him financially to build up Cambodia. What they were trying to do was trying to commit an act of genocide. So they, um, start, they formed this thing called the Khmer Rouge. Um, Rouge means dark, right, of color, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, they, they lied to the Cambodians, told them that they had to move out of their villages because they were going to give them jobs because the people were economically desolate, right? So these people were convinced by the Cambodian government to go into the forest in southern Cambodia they were saying bye to their families, telling them that they were going to get a job. They would bring them out into the forest and kill most of these people. Then what they would do with the children, so most of these soldiers in the Khmer Rouge were young children, no older than maybe 18 probably is the oldest, but these are 11, 12-year-olds. How, how malleable is that mind, right? They brought them into the forest, copulated with them, uh, so now they're mixed, right? So when you mix up a people, they don't know their heritage. So what they did was kind of um, uh, confuse the people, right? So they didn't know who to have their allegiance to, right? And then they fought this war um, on behalf of Vietnam, China, China, and Korea with U.S. being being one of the instigators and just dropping bombs on the people who planted mines. In these areas, and some of the descendants we see, because this stuff happened in the 1970s up to the 1980s. That's one thing I did not know that it went all the way up into the 80s. Right? We saw people had no arms, no legs, uh, had were blind. I mean, just and then the worst part that we saw there's a whole complex. There's these big glass box that look like it's the size of probably a five by eight room. Right? filled with skeletons. These were some of the things that were returned from countries, skeletons that they found that they returned back to Cambodia. These are people's families that are in these glass boxes displayed in this compound. So pretty much the king of Cambodia was sold out to um, the Vietnamese and the Koreans and, and pretty much killed most of their people. One one of his military commander, he was a, a native Cambodian. His name was Lunel. Lunel understood what was going on. When the people found out, because you remember the people were uneducated and most of them still remain illiterate up to this day, so they only follow what people tell them. Lunel tried to warn them about what was the real deal. They didn't believe it. Their allegiance was to the king of Cambodia who did not have their best interests at heart, right? So... Um, Lunel 
tried to help them, tried to tell the Cambodians what was going on, but the Cambodians went with the king. And as a result of that, they're in the situation that they're in today. So when we were in Cambodia and we were looking at all the advertisements and all the the the, the signs that were up, nobody looked like the people that were on the ground there, the native Cambodians that actually yeah, lived there. They looked like white-skinned Vietnamese Korean people, right? And, mm-hmm. and the president of Cam- the king of Cambodia right now is half Vietnamese and half Italian. So when one does not know themselves, one does that. That's that's a setup for failure. That's just like us in America. Mm-hmm. We busy trying to be like the white people. We don't know ourselves except for a few of us that are awakening. So that is the recipe for our demise. So that's yes. what's well, going on all over the world. Yes, exactly. And when you talked about that, we we think about what precisely was the the betrayal of the, 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 the administration. I mean, we inherited a war involving over 500,000 American troops, 80,000 troops from five allied countries and millions of Vietnamese and Laotian. Um, it, it said that we thought we had an obligation to those around the world whose freedom and security depended on us to end the war in a manner that showed we took our obligation or took everything seriously, even if incurred by a previous president. We did not consider it morally defensive uh, simply to turn over a totalitarian rules population that linked their fate to ours and relied on our predecessors' promises. We thought that the acceptance uh, of the Hanoi's terms, which was unconditional withdrawal and the deliberate overthrow of an allied government would determine our international position by shaking the confidence of those all around us and around the world. And they relied on us as their security. I mean, you think about it. It would demoralize the American people and accelerate their tendencies toward being isolated. So the history uh, will have to judge. It, it, it has already. I mean, you think about it. Who represented the moral side uh, in the debate over the fate of Indo- Indochina or, or, or over Vietnam, South Vietnam, or, or anything. You think about it, people say that I, I can't deal with, with this. You, it, it's just, it's so, there's so, there's so much inaccuracies, there is so much um, um, falsehoods and omissions, and so many things that were taking place within this war. And then we think about it 30, 40 years later, what was it all about? And I think it, it, I, everybody says it just boils down to money. And when you think about the Khmer Rouge, okay, the Khmer Rouge, they killed nearly 2 million Cambodians from 1975 to 1979, spreading uh, like a, a, a virus from the, from, from the jungle, like uh, Alex was saying, until they controlled the entire country, only to systematically dismantle and destroy it in the same way as communism, okay? Because that's how his leader, which was Pol Pot, he was the leader of the Khmer Rouge. He, he started the Khmer Rouge. He was an um, educated man, but when he started studying Marxism, he studied Marxism, which is in, in com- communism, he liked that better, okay? It's like a lot of our people now are brothers, you know, or, or whoever you know, you got your homegrown terrorists who say, I like their ideals ideals better than I like the American ideals. 
So Pol Pot, who was who formed the Khmer Rouge back in 1949 when he was only like 20 years old, he formed the Khmer Rouge. And when he formed the Khmer Rouge, uh, he started, um, um, uh, he, he took root um, in Cambodia's uh, northeastern jungles as early as the 1960s. Uh, a guerrilla group driven by communist ideals that nipped at the, the perversal of the government-controlled areas. And so the flash point came when Cambodia's leader, Prince uh, Shin Hon Hook, was, was deposed in a military coup in 1970. And it learned, uh, uh, and it leaned on the Khmer Rouge for support. So it's like they joined forces, okay? So the prince, you know, he, he, he de- depended on the movement uh, uh, and the literacy. Uh, and although while he would, you know, normally serve as the head of state, he spent much much of his time with the Khmer Rouge, uh, Khmer Rouge's rule. Uh, and still, even then, when he was with the Khmer Rouge, they put him under house arrest. Okay, so as the country descended into civil war, the Khmer Rouge presented themselves as a party for peace and succeeded in mobilizing support in the countryside, the people who was out there in the jungle. So when you think about the Khmer Rouge, man, they were a, a horrific people. They're a horrific coup that took but, the people. But you better, you took- better remember those were mostly children. So when you think of uh how 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 easy it is to control the minds of people who are mostly children you tell them what to do they're going to do it well yeah but this is simultaneously you know you got to think about simultaneously they were planning to the steps necessary for a radical shift you know in the society so these children was growing up okay right so during the right. Khmer Rouge and during these days that that movement, um, the the Pol Pot, who was a leader, had grown to admire the way of the tribes on the outskirts of Cambodia's jungle, and he lived there, free of Buddhism, um, uh, money or education, and now he wanted to um, um, take the same philosophy to the entire nation. Okay, he he had envisioned um, a com- a Cambodia absent of any social institutions like banks, religion, or any modern technology. I mean, he sought to triple agriculture because that's where he came from. His family was a a farming family. Uh, Agricultural uh, uh, production in, 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 you know, in the space of a year. um, uh, And and so much that was going on that his thoughts, you know, people were grabbing a hold of it. And then when he visited China, in uh, 75, uh, two Khmer Rouge members bragged that they would be the first nation to create a completely communism society without wasting time on any uh, intermediate step, okay? It was like a, like a deadly arrogance, okay? They were being very arrogant, okay? So with the city is empty and the population on the Khmer Rouge controlled, Pol Pot's means of, of, of implementation was to begin exterminating anyone who didn't fit his new ideal. Okay? He declared that his, his turning, uh, he was turning Cambodia. Now it was going to be renamed the Dominican Republic of Kampuchea uh, back to the year zero, which that's what that means. 
and 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 intellectuals, businessmen, Buddhists, and Buddhists, and um, some foreigners um, were all purged. All purged. What is rotten must be removed, is what he would say. Okay. So his ideas, even though it may have started with the children, the children grew up, and they grew into this killing machine, killing over two million people. So now when you go back into the, you think about the population, okay, when you say a lot of the people was, they were black like me, okay? And I know that there was one thing that you had said, Alex, on your trip, and maybe you was, maybe Lisa said, that um, they really like black people over there, right? They were, um, well, the native Cambodians, the ones that looked like us, they were amazed to see us. They were, I mean, like, just really staring and just very, very friendly. But when we asked them, because we noticed that they had on, um, you know, like it was like sweltering hot outside, and they had on long sleeve uh, clothes, like covering themselves up from head to toe, so I asked them because, you know, I'm direct. I'm like, why are you dressed like that? And um, Lisa was saying, oh, well, maybe, you know, they just don't want to get sunburned, this, that, and the other. And I was like, I don't think so, but let me um, let me ask them. And the girl says, well, I want to be white. I said, what? I said, how do you want to be white? And <laughs> um, so apparently white, because of what's being portrayed to them, you know, on TV and their their signs and their political leaders and whatever, people that have money and means, right, those people are white skin or yellow skin, Asians, right? They're not dark skin like the Cambodians. So they associate being fair skin with status and power, right? And then the girl mm-hmm. said Cambodian boys don't like dark skin girls. So Lisa said to her, well, it doesn't matter what you do, you're just going to stay the same color if you keep your self-covered, you're not going to get any more white. But when you go into their stores, what do you see? Whitening cream. So it's an epidemic, pandemic all over the world. Mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about Cambodia. I'm talking about Africa. I'm talking about the Caribbean. We are mind mind just just disturbed. (laughs) What what is your take on that, Joe? Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, you know, I want to speak on that. it, like in Vietnam, they said when the soldiers first came, that that the 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 Vietnam soldiers was putting their guns down and because they thought it was the black Buddhists coming back. Until the black soldiers started shooting them, they picked their guns back up and started shooting back. But they <laughs> wow. thought the black girls that came back. The older the Buddha, the blacker she gets. If you look at any artwork of the Buddha, the older the Buddha, they start painting black, and then it starts to look like a female at the end of the day with with, with the long ears looking like earrings with the bun on the top, with the twisty dreads on the head. If you zoom in on them pictures, they made nothing but twisty dreads, twisted up to the root, to the to, to, to what they call uh, bantu knots now. And, and uh, that's what they was doing to the hair. Um, there's a, a video called Sambo Black Gods of Asia. Uh, uh, um, um, and I believe that's where I first seen the statue of Cambodia that looks like me. I think that's the video that I seen it at. And I mean, it got my dress, my lips, my nose, the whole thing. I was like, oh. Okay. Oh, another thing, too. Most of those Asian countries have black people in the background. And they commercials, like you say, they always use 
fair skin, the lightest of the light, white-looking people to to do the advertisements, the commercials, and everything. In reality, 80 to 90 percent of the people are, are dark skin. Even the the most religious people in Japan are some black uh, black people living up in the mountains, away from the city, with dreadlocks and whoop whoop. I had people that went to Japan and were surprised when they went to the village to go speak to the holy person. There was a village full of black people living in a cut, away from the world. Don't nobody know they there, you know. Uh, so yeah, they it's a, they doing this globally, erasing our history and making us forget who we originally was. Um, mm-hmm. The people who created the Buddhas was called the Nagas. The highest symbol for them was the Naga, the black woman, the half woman, half serpent. Later became one of the uh, meanings of the dragon was also the black woman because she's the only one that could spit fire with her words, unlike any other race of women. Um, so a lot of a lot of those uh, ancient statues, like you say, it's us. We 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 put them on every every continent there is. And I was shocked. And I've seen those uh, skeletons you're talking about where they just kind of stacked up. Stacked up, it's like little hallways, and they just got skeletons everywhere. Um, yeah, I did. I did see some of that. Some of that stuff you were speaking about. Oh, Rosalind, you doing your homework? I'm impressed. Yes, sir. Hey, let me take a note of you. Yeah, yeah, I learned from you. I learned from you. What was what was some of the things you guys found? You you was talking about the scale, the skeletons, and the and uh, you said uh, um, they do have a lot of writings on the walls and stuff like that. Yeah, Lisa, what, what did you find? Oh, I found a lot and took a lot of pictures and a lot of videos. But the most moving to me was that you saw that there was a lot of struggle going on, and there were a lot of different people. You can tell by the dress and the way they looked that they were all fighting against this black people. There was always a different sort of group of people that were fighting and causing war on the black people. And you could see them moving and, you know, at one part of the of the temple in the beginning, you could see them kind of alerting to some strangers or something coming. And then you'd see a little further down the line the, the black people moving away and taking all their belongings and leaving their homes which included books, and they had wheels, you know. So when they say they don't know who invented the wheel, I think we know who invented the wheel. But mm-hmm. And then you see another point where they're pointing to the sky, and then you see these people coming, and then they not only were fighting, you know, white people, but they were fighting, like I said, all types of people. And they were using the horses. You see them on elephants. Because the elephants were fighting, too. There's a temple dedicated to the elephants. So the elephants were actually fighting for us also at one point. So, you know, you see maybe the Arabs come in, and then you see, like, these oh, Asian-looking Chinese the people come in. Huh? That was etched in the stone? Etched in the stone, yep. And, yep, we right. have pictures, video, and the books, yeah. And you could kind yeah, of see that, the progression. I- and then at if the you end, a, you can see us in chains, and at the and then in the bottom of ships with pigs and dogs and and birds and rats and and it was black people. You know, it was black people down in the bottom of ships on water in chains with chains around their necks linked to each other. And then further along down the pictures in the in stone, you can see us praying to their gods with our hands clasped, and we're like praying to 
they're gods now. So you see the whole progression from us just being free people under the tree of life with fruits and all these things to them alerting to somebody's coming, and then the people started moving, and then you just see all-out war. And you see the different types of animals and the, the type of weapons were being used. And we always had maybe a spear and then like kente cloth, but you saw people with you know, looking like they were maybe the British or something like this with these pointy hats and these beards and all this stringy hair and horses, and then they have guns and all this stuff. So it was a absolutely a, a, a telling of a story that just happened. And all of this was etched in 10th century, 11th century, 12th century, you know, before the Middle Passage and any of this stuff happened. So like I said, that was kind of one of my reasons why I wanted to go because I heard about it and I just couldn't believe it. But then um, let me just tell you this one thing. We learned about one of the earlier Cambodian kings who built one of those first temples. The story goes that he cut off his hands and his own feet because he knew that there would be an impending war and he, he didn't want to evidently have no parts of it. But after his death, ever since then, there's been nothing but war on that land. So there was something spiritual about those people. They were in tune with the universe, in tune with things where they were able to foresee the things that were going to happen, and they etched it in mm-hmm. stone so we can kind of grasp it and get a hold of it. But oh, you've been over there, and you can see them scraping and scraping. There's unnatural scrapings on some of that stuff. And when you look closely, you can kind of make out what it is, but... You know, there's parts where they kind of separated it and roped it off because people are literally trying to erase it. Any visitors that come in, they're like scraping it and scraping it to get rid of it. But there's one very clear one where you see black people and the bellies of ships, and they're down there with rats and pigs and dogs, and they got these ropes around their necks, and they're chained together, and they're being transported across the waters, and above there is all these different types of people. But there's not yes. a nation on this earth, not a not another skin of people that have not made war on black people. Yes. Okay. Hey. Let me take the commercial. Uh, we are listening to T25CL, Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. Of course, you can go to www.T25CL and listen to the great music of our independent music artists, and rent our film United We Stand. It's still there, everybody. Just five ninety five. You can watch it as many times as you want within a forty eight hour period. Watch it. You will be inspired and you will be entertained. Definitely will. Uh, but Joe, I know you have because what Lisa is sharing is what's written in stone. Black Gods of Asia. Y'all heard me say that before on some other shows. Sambo, Black Gods of Asia. you got to remember everything that's dealing with us, they demonize. We think Sambo, we think about the little guy playing golf in front of somebody's yard. But that used to be the word for God in Asia. In that video, they talk about where the word nigger comes from. They talk about getting in the wind, the river, the, the, the river Jordan, the current they call the River Jordan. They uh they go they go from place to place showing you Cambodia everywhere and then they show you a place that was up that they found uh oh I can't think of the name of the place but they found a hidden city that was hidden under a tree and the tree was called the tree of God because the roots grew outward not downward but outward to the right and and the seeds would float up and land on top of the trees and it would blow, grow outward so they covered up a city they dug the city up. When they dug it up, they found 50, um, 50 
how can I say, columns and statues. Each one had inscriptions and carved around them. And when I say they was able to show you what, what was going to happen for the next 25,000 years, all the way up to today, they said in the future there will be a future Buddha born in the West amongst the people called the Nagas. What's up, my nigga? Uh, 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 and they had him sitting in a chair, Western style, because back then they sat on the floor. They had him sitting in a chair in a statue, and, and, and when they looked at the walls, they was able to take, take newspaper clippings and put it up to the wall. And was showing scene by scene when they threw him under the boat, like you said, when they was coming to him with strange weapons, and they had spears on one side, they had strange weapons on the other side, it was like six and clubs, but they was like guns. They, 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 I mean, scene by scene. And they said they was going to prove to you right. that reincarnation is real and that the God Buddha is coming back. Well, you know, that's their name, you know, uh, 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 was coming back and woo, 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 that, that, uh, we've been here before and we're coming back. And when they, I'm talking about, they went, they saw so many things. When everything they talked about was on the malls, history was on the malls. And that walls was uh, made 25,000 years ago. Uh, I don't know if that's the name of the video you watch, but it, 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 everything you just said is on that video I'm talking about. It's called Sambo Black Gods of Asia. Mm, well, that's, that's on, where we on. were. That's where we were. The place is called uh, Anchor Watch. And, right. Um, that's, yeah, that's we yeah. Were there. You we went there? Yes, that's, yeah, that's, that's where, where we were. were. OMG! <laughs> oh my! Oh, you! Oh man! You just peeled down me for that one, man! Right. You can see it with your own eyes, right? That's where we just yeah. came wow. from uh, last week. I know why you called me now. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Exactly. I, for real, I, I didn't had this video for years. You know what I'm saying? I I've been new about the the whole get down. You know what I'm saying? Hey, there ain't too many people that has discovered this this knowledge right here. What you're talking about? That I'm talking about twenty five thousand years worth of history was written before it even happened. Nelson Thomas ain't got nothing on that. And when you see that, when you see that video, you go. It's it's a real eye opener. And the last time I, I was disrespected and called nigga in traffic, I pulled up on him and said, Yeah, in the Arabic language, the word nigga means God. So call me what I am for you. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead, Alex. Share what you, what you saw there. And, and uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Just said Well, Alex. I mean, it's an it's for what? That's the. Yeah. That's the um that's the place where uh where Joe Knowledge is talking about where the trees grow down where the roots grow down from heaven. That's right. you know, that's, the, that's that's the place of the city. There the trees are so tall you can't even see the top of them and the roots are like taller than the building, so it covers the building. So I mean we right. got, you saw you saw pictures of those, Mom. We showed you those pictures that we took. Yeah. One of them pictures look like building. me. One of them pictures look like me with the big lip, with the wide lip, oh, yeah. smile, with the big wide oh, nose. Oh, yeah, all of those. Let me tell you something. Any white man that goes there cannot see his face on the walls. The only face that looks like him on those walls are the face of the, the oppressors, the people who are going against the blacks. Every temple that we went to, we went to, we walked oh, 34 God, kilometers days that we were there. And every face in that temple is the face of a black man or a woman. So no one can tell me 
that we Man. have not the original people. I saw it for my own self there and took pictures. And the mm-hmm. only thing that I got to tell you is that the do you Germans, post, do you the Russians. Post the oh, we, we have the pictures. We're, we're going to yeah, have, we have the pictures. Them. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah, the, the video. Man, I want to see. I've only seen the video. You know what I'm saying? I just knew about it. I ain't never seen other, you know, bagging it up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah we they were actually there. Go share it with um, our Rosalind so that she could share it with you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So when we, when we talk about it, see, it's so amazing, first of all, everybody, uh, to learn this, there's so much education and so much to be learned worldwide, not within just these borders of these here United States, but worldwide. It's like you Lisa was saying, we're having so much, so much going going on uh, with 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 African Americans. Now, when we because when, when we're talking about African Americans. Um, there was a, 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 an article written uh, talking about beneath the skin, the reality of being black in Cambodia. And there was this young girl, she was, a, she was from Kenya, and she was a teacher. And she said that Cambodians are very racist toward black people. It's not even an opinion. It's a fact. But she says, I think there's a difference if you're from Western. Okay, if you're a Western or if you are uh, African, um, first of all, it's very difficult to find a job, regardless of whether you are, you know, you have experience or anything like that. Like uh, she says, I'm good at what I do, and I have a lot of experience uh, with it, and with the feedback I'm getting. She says, I know I'm doing something right, but regardless, schools blatantly say they do not hire black people like you to go drop off their, uh, whatever they call a CV, and they tell, tell you that uh, just, you know, to take it back. But she remembers that one time uh, when she was jobless for eight months, and some of the people who lived there, and she asked um, flat out, is it because I'm black? And actually, they said, yeah. But it's because but you- of the parents, not us. The parents do not want their kids taught by black people people. So outside the one, of school, the environment is the same. When she says, right. I, I cannot, she cannot even extend her visa for one year. No black African can. And there's no explanation. There's nothing. She says, I only, I'm only given a maximum of six months to be there. And after the six months, we pay double what everybody else pays. So for her six month visa extension, she has to pay two hundred and sixty bucks. She says, but and there's no explanation, no nothing. And getting a well, visa can, for, from another country like Thailand and uh, Vietnam is practically impossible. Well, can I tell you something? Because mm-hmm. Native Cambodians don't own the business there. So, like I was telling you, that I'm going to just tell you something I learned. Um, no Cambodian owns business there. The only people that own business there are Vietnamese, Chinese, and Korean. They will not hire black people. They don't even want to hire the own Cambodians. That's what I'm saying. So it's not the native Cambodians. It's the people that have infiltrated that nation. Do you know what they do in election time? They import 7 million Chinese to Cambodia to influence the Cambodian election. 
Mm-hmm. So Cambodians mm-hmm. have no say in this. So when she's speaking, she's speaking directly about the people in power. And those people are not native Cambodians, not the black people that are from Cambodia. Those are Vietnamese foreigners that have invaded that land. Well, this is another point. This is another point I want I wanted to bring up too, because um, say in, in Phnom Penh, okay, in recent years, a new group of foreigners are you know found increasingly, like you said, in, in Cambodia, especially in Phnom Penh, black people from Africa, but Khmer people normally are called white people. They formed any country, you know, wherever it, wherever it is, okay. Um, but it was from France, you know, because the French was the first Westerners which could be seen, you know, often so much in Cambodia. Now, the Cambodians became became uh, used to seeing them and the way of their life and the way they behave. So since the establishment of the French colony started, and this was back in 1863, and even until now, there have been mainly white people who come to live and to do business in Cambodia. Now, this is another study. Now, it might be the Chinese and the others, but, the, you know, these French foreigners, white folks, a lighter skin, are coming and doing business in Cambodia. Now, black foreigners started to appear in Cambodia. And the Khmer people are more or less interested, and they're not interested, who these African people are. Uh, they're attracting the attention from the Khmer people who want to know what their work and their function in Cambodia might be. It was just like this young girl was saying, you know, they wanted to rub my skin and see they looked at me and, and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, they, they might have been saying, what you doing here? Okay? And it says most of them, uh, most of them walk in small groups, and they, and they often, you know, meet each other um, in different places of business, like a, like a department store or what they call petrol stations, not just the gas stations. And some have their own cars, like other foreigners. Um, but sometimes their activities along the roads, like we saw, the road shows what their jobs are. It shows what their jobs are. Like, like they would say, for example, um, like wearing um, uh, sports suits and carrying a football because that football was uh, a lot going on because the jobs that were offered that you could get was a job as a teacher, teaching English, or a football player. And you know what a football is. not our football here in the United States. It's other than that we call soccer, I guess, you know. That was the only job. So when she was trying to find a job, you know, she couldn't find one for eight months. So in general, um, you think about how many black people are in Cambodia. Um, in general, you know, these African people, they rent houses in Phnom Penh, and they're they really go too far away from the places of the countryside, different from the Indians and the people from uh, Sri Lanka, whose job is to, to sell what they call mosquito nets and secondhand garments in Cambodia, okay? Uh, but according to the president of Nigeria, of the Nigerian Association of, in Cambodia, uh, many African people are living in Cambodia, and most of them are Nigerian. And this gentleman also added that, you know, so far there have been about maybe 300 Nigerians who have registered as members of his society. But this is only the name of uh, the number of, of names that they have listed. It could be more, uh, and this does not include those who have not registered. Like I said, but besides the Nigerians, some other black people came from other countries, such as Ghana, Cameroon, Congo. But he does not know 
the number of, you know, of those from other nations. But generally, he yes. estimated that, yes. you know, there may be 1,500, commit, uh, you know, uh, Africans and Cambodia, which would include the Nigerians. Yes. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Um, you know, I, I have to, you know, I keep things 100. And, and I'm going to just say this. The information that the, your guest has and the topic you're on, they don't relate to each other. The information he has predates all the stuff you're talking about. See, what happens mm-hmm. is people get stuck in the middle passages. When I say the wake-up call for me was studying the stones, that predates slavery. That predates the Moors, the Muslims, the Islam, the Christianity, the, the Hinduism. It predates that. So while I'm, while I'm studying, I, I, look, I started off in the middle, how the Moors got here, the Moroccan, this was all Moroccan uh, uh, sovereignty, uh, the Persians, the this. I, I did all of that. But the wake up for me is when I started studying them stones, what was written on them stones. Mm-hmm. That was the wake up. Mm-hmm. That was the, the divine principle, the, the the divine sacred writing. The 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 it, it, it it's not. I could try to put it in words, but until wait 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 okay we'll see. until you do your own research, the revelation will be yours. See, to us being saved is a person who's seeking knowledge, a higher understanding about life and God. To us, God's nickname is knowledge. If you seek Him, He reveals Himself to you. But if you don't, He can't. You know. If, things, if you're seeking how I understand that things are being revealed to you, that's because you're connected to the Creator. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of this middle stuff will make you angry. So what I, I tell people, if you're studying history and it's making you angry, you ain't went back far enough because the history that's on them laws in Cambodia, woo, says a, it says totally different stuff. It has none of, I mean, it did predict what was going to happen. That was, that was amazing to get you to take a look at what they were saying. Exactly, and I think, yeah, and take a look at what you're saying, and then what even what Lisa was sharing. At that time period, they were saying, look, just so y'all believe what we wrote, we're going to leave this for y'all so y'all can get back to us. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have a reason to say, hey, wait a minute, now let me see what, you know, let's go back then and see what they really were saying, you know, because what mm-hmm. they said on the walls is, it's like I said, that's where the wake-up come from me on, on the walls. You'll be surprised what's really written here. You're looking for voodoo and enchantments and, and, and spells, and it's not even there. It's about how the conscious mind works, how the subconscious mind works, what the penal gland does, how you got different emotional centers in your body. How to talk about the chakra levels, the kundalini. Don't you know all those religions share the same philosophy? How the kundalini works. Certain emotions make your groin tighten up. Certain emotions make your stomach tighten up. Certain emotions make your chest tighten up. Certain emotions make your throat tighten up. Certain emotions make your head spin. They was on some real know thyself stuff. And then I say there is no wrong religion. They're just stepping stones to higher consciousness, just like school. They don't really teach us nothing, but they teach us how to do book reports. They teach us how to look up spelling words. They teach us how to spell and read and count and add and subtract. And these are the things that we can use when we graduate to go higher within any direction or, or, or desires that we have. We now have the tools to go further in. Well, that's the same thing to me with religion. They give you the tools to go further in with it. I was a Christian when I started on this path, and... I prayed in the name of Jesus for the truth about history. Here I am today. Here I am. And I did that. And I've been praying into my ancestors since, since then, and I've been having results, real results. I'm talking about real results. 
Yeah, but what I was, what I was, yeah, what I was sharing though earlier though, um, you say it may not relate, but I think it does relate when you think about being educated and how we're being educated. Is what I'm trying to say. You, you, yeah, you no, get no, to I understand. I understand that. I understand that. Joe. Yeah, I understand that. We, I think we have gotten to the meat when we, when right, we have. Right, because she uh, back there with the meat. Here. You up here with the with the fluff. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not okay, with down or nothing with that. I'm just saying that. Hold on, 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 hold because the fact of the matter is we have our opinions on how we share this information, but the information that you share, because you are very deep into what you're sharing, that people need to understand and know where you're coming from, okay? Right. And, so, and of course, we have the other fluff and the stuff on top, but what makes it good is when we have that bottom that you have. That shit that 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 is delivered and she got it. She's seen it with her own eyes, and and I am so impressed. Yes, yes, they both saw it with their own eyes. Sent me pictures. I will definitely share that on my Facebook page, so you'll see these actual trees. Uh, in the air, I, I was amazed. Please, Roger, go back and watch that uh, Sambo Black Guys of Asia because I mentioned this to you a long time ago. Uh, uh, this did. video a long time ago. I remember. And, and, I remember. and as I said, when people, uh, uh, when y'all on my show, you might want to tell people to have a pencil and paper because I may say something that you can go back and research. And I, I wish, and, and, and that is my goal. Like, my goal ain't to preach. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a preacher. But I am a historian. I want to share what I learned and hope to inspire other people to do their own research so they can get it for themselves. Like, she got it. She we got it for herself. She got it. You know what I'm saying? I went, I got it. You know what I mean? Not everybody ain't got it, but you have to get it for yourself. I can only share so much. Until you do your own research on your own. No, you did your research on on a middle passage topic is what I call it, middle passage. You know what I'm saying? I done done yeah. so much study in the middle passage that I have people coming to me uh, all the time and trying to tell me about history. And they don't realize I done been there and done that. I'm like, you telling me something I already know, but I have to sit there and bear with it, listen for 20, 30 minutes. You ain't saying nothing I don't know. So I'm like, look, don't try to stop it. Look, I'm not in this time period no more. I'm studying the stones. I'm studying the metal nectar. And when you, man, I, 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 I can't even speak on it. You have to do it for yourself. Study the hieroglyphics, yes. the, med- the metal nectar for yourself so you can see for exactly. yourself what it, what it really is talking about, and it'll, it'll exactly. just wake you up overnight. Remember, they didn't have, nobody could read or write in ancient times. So only people that could read or write were the priests. It was sacred and religious to do calligraphy. You had to be 40 years, you had to, uh, 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 it took you 40 years to become a priest. So the only people that were reading and writing were the priests. These were the people who were writing the language for the, everybody else. Oh, they mm-hmm. had 600 and some alphabets. I couldn't teach you that in five minutes. So that's why they came out with the hieroglyphics. There was pictures to be able to teach you with so you didn't have to go through all of that. If you ever see all a right. full, yeah. if, if you ever see a full falcon head on a body of Horus, 
That full body head represents 12 hours in a day. The falcon is the only bird that can fly 12 hours in a day without coming down. So now the falcon represents what? 12 hours in a day. Now, isn't that easier to remember than it is to remember 600 and something alphabets? They can say, now every time you see a falcon on his head, but that has to be the whole bird head. If the bird just wraps around his head, then that represents keen sight and ability and agility. You know, it has different principles of its of its of itself that it can represent through your words and how you use the bird. But when the whole mm-hmm. bird is on his head, that represents twelve hours a day. That's real simple to understand. Horus represents the daylight itself. Horus but mm-hmm. Horus rises every day over the horizon. Horizon every day. He was born to do battle with his uncle Set. The sun sets every night. He goes through the twelve gates of the underworld, twelve hours of the night, only to be resurrected the next morning. Us men have an erection. In the morning with the sun, with the resurrection of the sun, to remind us we connected to the sun. Because the, <laughs> only, on, way to, the only way to erect, to re-resurrect a nation is through an erect penis. And it had nothing to do with dirtiness. It was just science. Yes, it was science. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at T25CR Galaxy Talk Radio. So much knowledge has been shared tonight. So I want Alex, I want Lisa, and I want Joe. I want you to share with the last couple of minutes. Just take two minutes. Uh, I'll start with Lisa. Share on, on, on everything that you experienced tonight and on your trip to Cambodia. The house How did I come behind your knowledge? Where, Lisa? <laughs> How did I come behind that? But absolutely, I saw the birds, I saw the horse. Uh-huh. Quick question. How did you get on this path of, of this history? Well, I was uh, introduced to uh, many people in the conscious community, and I learned about the metanetter and the whole thing. And I have a few people um, I'm following on Facebook. So, you know, and I definitely understand about the African spirituality and how all religions are based or are sects of, of African uh, spirituality. Amen. You know, and they've taken parts of it and they've made, kind of made it their own. So, you know, I know everything is every religion is based out of Africa and out of African spirituality. So, I so do, you know do you know about the Quran? Do you know about the Quran Center? The Quran? Do you know about the Quran Center? Quran No. Okay. No. Your presentation will be 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 welcome there. It's always people coming in from Africa and all over the place to come share. Uh, uh, at our church, it's on 78th and Western. Uh, okay. uh, it's in between. Uh, it's 278s, so it's the one in between the 78th and 79th. It's the one in the middle. The, the other 78 is the hamburger stand, and 79th is the big church where they bury Tiki at. But the 78 in the middle of both of them, on the left hand side, there's two giant Egyptian statues. My, uh, the the one of the guys that was here last Sunday, he um. He had not too long ago, uh, 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 late last year, he took everybody up to Pyramid Lake to show everybody where the mounds were, where the mummies were found, where all the African buildings, uh, they put a government building on one of a sacred African mounds. Matter of fact, he take people all around North Coachella, uh, uh, Co- Co- whatever that name place is over there with a C. Coachella, but, um, take- yeah. They t- they take everybody over there and showed all the different African monuments and stuff that was there that was left here. It, uh, 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 North America is full of ancient African um, artifacts. All right, go ahead, Lisa. Go ahead and finish, Lisa. Um, no, I I 
I just wanted to, I guess, say ditto to everything that, you know, Jill Knowledge says. He definitely has said a lot of things that I've heard. I can't, you know, um, intelligently regurgitate or, you know, uh, speak on it, but I definitely am immersed and interested in that because I know that, you know, African spirituality is definitely where it's at. And, you know, to speak to, you know, the horse and the horizon and all this and the net and nut and everything, I did see a lot of that on the wall. I can't say that I understood everything, but when I looked at it, every a lot of it was familiar and things that I have been exposed to. And, and it, you know, it did, you know, um, uh, I guess. Are you in L.A.? Am I, what was that? Are you an L.A. resident? I am. Okay. I would love to invite you to our church next Sunday. Okay. We we call it church for lack of better words we can use, right? <laughs> uh, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, um, I guess uh, Rosalind can give you my number. And okay. You can uh, text me or whatever, and we can, um, so we're going to, it's uh, from it's from nine to 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 one. From nine to eleven is the uh, history part, and we take a history book and we do a chapter by chapter every week. It's open form. Nobody's telling you this what it is. We all read it together. We all we ask anybody want to comment on it. What you think of me? And we have a group discussion about it. There ain't nobody drilling that in your throat. It's open form. You know, everybody can contribute in 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 uh, class. You know what I mean? And then from eleven to one we do that, and then from 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 eleven to I mean nine eleven we do that, and from eleven to one it's kind of like back and forth was our service part, and you know where we talk about uh, 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 our culture and you know share things, and then people come up and perform or they say they just came back from Africa, they tell us what they do, you know it's a lot of elbow rubbing there. And I I would like to get you to come and maybe one day. Uh, share what you got, the pictures and everything. Maybe maybe we can put together a presentation. You know, I do documentaries. Uh, okay. I, I have the cameras and everything. I do documentaries. So, you know, maybe we can work together on something and put that, get that information out, help get that information out there. See, we're a generation, there's a certain generation that's like in my age range that we're, we're the, we're, we're like the, how can I say it? Like, we're the griots. We, we're the ones that go out and get the information. Now, I can read something, and it's exciting to me, but when somebody sit next to me, they think it's boring as hell. They think it's about as boring as they don't know what. But for me, it's exciting. So it's up to us who can do that to turn around and share with the people to make it exciting for them. That's what the preacher right. did. It was boring for them to learn that 600 and something alphabet, but they made it exciting for you to lead yourself with uh, a hieroglyphic. This is what the people with body with animal heads and stuff each one of them was a symbol on each. If you knew what the symbols meant, represented, you can read it. Alphabet is nothing but a symbol. If you arrange them, you can make meanings and sentences out of it. And that's the same thing they was doing. They wasn't worshiping multiple nothings. Each god they call God is nothing but a different aspect of nature. Shoe, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Joe, you're breaking okay. up a little bit. You're breaking up a little bit there, Joe. I guess you, it might be going back into a bad area, but... Uh, go ahead. We're gonna go ahead to Alex before we close up the show. Go ahead, Alex. Share what your last thoughts tonight. Well, I just wanna, um, I just wanna say, you know, it was a good show. Um, I'm very happy to share our journey that we just took. For me, it was very eye-opening. It instilled a lot of pride in me. 
uh, right. about who we are as a people. And, you know, I, it just validated a lot of things for me. Um, and it, it just showed me that, you know what, we are an amazing set of people because when I looked at those buildings and realized how long ago those buildings were erected and to see how advanced they were, Man. it was it was it was it was amazing. And the, just to bring back just to bring back on your your point about you know blacks in Cambodia, I just want to double back on that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you've got to remember that uh, these are people that have have been just like we are here in America, you know, they have been conditioned to to mm-hmm. think a certain way because of oh, the exposure that that they had, you know, so so in their mindset, white is right. White is right. So for them they are aspiring to be something that they can never be, you know, instead of embracing the greatness that's actually all around them. Everywhere you go in mm-hmm. Cambodia you see reflections of themselves, but because one culture or some cultures have told them that they're supposed to be another way. That's why they they look down on the melanated people that they see that come in and don't see, even see themselves in them because they're aspiring to be something else that represents power and social status. So that is why that is like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's not because it's not because they hate black people. It's because they've been conditioned a certain way, and we globally as a black people because we are the dominant race, we are the majority, right? There's 90% of us in this world, or 92% from what they say, it's only 8% of the Caucasoid race that's in this world. Once we realize that as a collective, we'll understand what our power is. And all this knowledge that we're acquiring is just showing us who we truly are. Like I said, if a man doesn't understand his past, how can he go to his future? So we're in the process of learning you know, we've been through, like Jonali said, 3,000 years of oppression by different groups, right? So, um, you know, what has taken time to happen is going to take time to become undone. But the group of us that are awakened need to spread the knowledge, continue learning, and be able to empower ourselves daily. And, you know, stop uh, stop uh, believing in what people tell us and find out the truth for ourselves. Yes, yes, very good, very good. I, I, I could not have said it better. Um, wow, so much knowledge, um, ladies and gentlemen. You've been here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. So much knowledge has been shared, recorded. You can go back and listen to this show uh, for the next couple of hours. Look, get informed. Know who you are. And as we continue to uh, move forward, of course, we have our shows. Uh, other radio shows tomorrow night is going to be none other than Dr. Nanana Kweku and Corey Jeffries with Soul Vibrations. And, of course, we're going back into the week of Monday with uh, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy with uh, Compton Politics. And then with uh, Barbara McGee uh, and Rodney Best with uh, Straight Talk from the Higher Brush up there in the penthouse. So I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Alex. Joe Knowledge is still we still on a roll, my brother. Where'd he go? I guess he is he still there. Okay, that's all right. But we are gonna continue on and we just wanna thank everyone yeah, for joining us and oh no, I just wanna thank everyone tonight and I will share that information with Lisa so that uh she can join you. I think it'll be a great experience for her and Alex to come see and to uh, be uh to participate in your church. Cool. Quote, church, unquote. 
Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us, and we want to just tell everyone have a good night. Good night, everybody. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Thank you, Rob. Yes. You're welcome, sir.